we've been talking to you about we've been talking about kingdom building and talking about different things that uh, we have brought out to you and over the weeks and one thing is um, faith I mean that's what we're talking about today and in our our topic uh, the second part of the topic follows the first and it's we're going to need kingdom faith in the days ahead I, I truly believe Jim the days are going to be more challenging than they've ever been no I would agree I don't, I don't care if you're 15 years old or you're 90 years old um, I think we're heading into some times where God's going to use a lot of people to bring a lot of help to those that are suffering mm -hmm. and in need mm -hmm. yeah, I agree. and he can't do that unless we have the kingdom faith which is his faith yeah that's what's coming forth in this hour rich is the gospel of the kingdom of God I mean, there's the gospel of salvation. You know, there's really a variety of what one calls the gospel. When we talk about the gospel, we think of Jesus Christ and him dying on the cross for us, and amen to that. That's the gospel of salvation. But there's, there's several other facets of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and the facet that I believe that we're into today is, you know, we've heard great men of God like Kenneth Hagin come and minister on faith, and, and we've had other brothers ministering on how to obtain prosperity. So there's been a variety of messages that have come through the gospel. But right now, uh, to sum everything up in this hour, because I do believe that Jesus Christ uh, is coming back. Um, I mean, we know he's here, and uh, but we, we understand now through the gospel of the kingdom where the kingdom is within us, and that kingdom is now coming to earth. And this is what God wants his church to wake up to, mm -hmm. that the kingdom of God is now coming to earth in answer to the prayers of 2,000 years ago of Jesus when he said, Thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. God is not out to destroy the planet. I know that there's a gospel out there that says he is, but he's a God of love, a God of restoration, and um, trust me, he's going to bring this whole thing back to the Garden of Eden where it was before in the beginning. Amen. And if you uh, want to know more about the Garden, we have many, many podcasts about the Garden. And the prophetic garden, words. Huh? Poetry and prophetic words yeah. about it, too. The Garden is within you. Every one of you has a garden there, sure but you, you have to meet God there and walk with him in the cool of the evening, just like Adam and Eve did. But it's there. It's there, and it's available to everyone listening, for he's sure. He's the door to the garden. He is the door. Jesus said, come up here. What did he mean by that? It just means come into a higher realm of consciousness. You know, sometimes, you know, we have a subconscious and we have a conscience. And there are levels of consciousness that is available, and a heavenly consciousness will take you into the heavenly realms. Is that some crazy stuff, you know, new age stuff? No, no, it's, it's Jesus when he was talking to Nicodemus, he was standing on earth, but he was in heaven. And, and what, you know, when you read the gospels and you read about Jesus, whatever he went through, you know, as far as the power and authority that he possessed, it's available to you. 
Oh, you making yourself equal to Jesus? No, I'm, I'm just telling you the Bible says that when you see him as he is, you will be like him. Greater is he that is in you. It's him doing the work. It's not you. So, no, I'm not saying you're equal to God. I'm saying that he has come to you. He has is dwelling in you. And why is he doing that if, if it's not to enable you to have that faith that, that is going to be able to set people free from different bondages that maybe they're in? Because we are his children. Yeah, yeah, he loves, uh, yeah. you know, who knows unless a man tells him, you know, woman, whatever. But anyway, let me read this. Faith is built up. That's what we're talking about today is building up your faith. That That is the, you know, it's, it, we say it's not your faith, but, you know, building up his faith in you. How's that? Is that better? So faith is built up through denial of all doubt and fear and continuous affirmations of loyalty to the to God to God he he wants to bring you into you know when he, when you became a new creation a new creature his intent was to commune with you as one and so i'm going to go ahead and read this jim um 1 Corinthians 4:20 the kingdom of God, which the kingdom of God is the dominion of the Christ life. In you. In you. Is, is about empowered life. And not just about quoting your favorite teacher or scripture. That's all good. But don't you want more? Don't we want that empowered life? That yeah. he's providing up for us. That's what it's about, life. I come that you might have this life right. and have it more abundantly. There you go. Yeah. And and so what's your role in this? Your role is, you know, we must have that oneness with the Lord. We must be able to experience him and his presence and so we can do that. He's provided us the opportunity. In Second in Corinthians um, 13.5, it says, I implore you, Paul says, I implore you to examine faith for yourselves in order to test what it is that you really believe. So if you could put a meter on yourself, that's, that's what Paul's saying here. What do you really believe? Have you asked yourself that question recently? What do I really believe? Do I believe what I've been told to believe, or do I believe what the Lord's told me to believe? Because there could be a difference there. Great difference. Faith is so much more than the mere veneer of a superstitious belief in a historic Christ. Wow. Faith is about realizing Jesus Christ in you. In the midst of contradiction, in the midst of contradiction, just as ore is placed into a crucible where the dross is separated from the gold in a furnace. 
Come to the conclusion for yourselves of his indwelling. Should it appear to you that Christ is absent in your life, look again. You have obviously done the test wrong. What it's what what the Bible's saying here, what Paul is saying here is the indwelling Christ is all that matters because that's where you get your guidance, that's where you get your wisdom, that's where you get everything you need in this earth walk to survive and to grow. And and love. And love. Yeah. Yeah, I think, Rich, I know for years uh, I've been hearing the voice of the Lord saying, come up here, like you pointed out. Um, And obviously we can't uh, (laughs) jump up on another planet somewhere because that is really not what the Lord's referring to. When he talks about come up here, he's talking about coming up into a heavenly realm. And and you can go up into the heavenly realm. Jesus demonstrated that many times when he walked the earth. Uh, he said, I only do what I hear my Father speaking to me. He says, I, I, only, you know, I only do what I see my Father doing. Uh, how did Jesus, walking in the earth realm, see his Father and hear his Father um, with such intensity uh, because he knew that the kingdom was within himself, that the Father was within him. He knew that heaven was not some planet 16,000 miles past Mars out there, which is where a lot of our brothers and sisters are today. You cannot look outside for the kingdom of God because the kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom of God is within you. This is where the religious ones back in the day of Jesus grossly erred because they were talking to Jesus about the kingdom. And he said, let me tell you, sister and brother, the kingdom of God does not come with signs of outward observation. In other words, don't say low here, low there. Oh, you know, I know God's coming soon because look what's happening out here on the exterior. Jesus said, for the kingdom of God is within you. He said, you search the scriptures. And in them you think you're going to find eternal life. He said, but these scriptures tell you about me. But you won't come to me to have this personal, intimate relationship in order to enter my Father's kingdom. He even said the same thing to Nicodemus. You must be born again in order to see the kingdom, but then you must be born through a relationship of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit inside of you, in order to enter into my kingdom, to understand my kingdom. Um, So... You know, the Lord gave me a poem one day. He talks about, he asked me, he says, where's heaven? You know, well, 20 years ago, I would have have looked up and saw the stars and the planets. But he said, son, I want you to understand that if you want to break into the heavenly realm or break into a a Christ consciousness, uh, you've got to look to me. And I will lift you into my dimension of love. For heaven is not a place that you can find or see. It will only come through your renewed mind. So ask, and you will receive. Seek, and you will find. And you will start taking on my new mind. Keep on knocking, and the door will be open. And in opening, you will see the new loving child of God that I've called you to be. So heaven is not a place. It's a consciousness that you have when you enter into relationship, a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Yeah, some of this, you know, might be a little tough to handle at this point. It's not very religious. It's kind of deep, and it's not touchy-feely stuff, but it is powerful stuff. 
and whatever we can do to increase his faith in us, then that's where, and it's not an intellectual thing that we're talking about here. It's not, you know, trying to figure out a plan or figure out the, the directions on putting it all together. Uh, it's about spending time. It's about relationship. It's about Christ. allowing Christ to be formed in us. Paul talked about that. Yeah, Paul talked about that. He says, I've been praying, uh, you know, to see Christ being formed in you. I think he was concerned with the Corinthian church there for a while because they had gifts. You know, we speak in tongues, we get words of knowledge, we prophesy. And he said, you know, all those things are great, but they're just gifts. God will give those gifts to anybody who asks. But what Paul was after was to see if they were allowing Christ to form his very nature in them. And how do I know what is the litmus test as to whether Christ is being formed in me? It's really quite simple. Jesus said, walk in love. And Paul says, you're all taught of God how to walk in love. So in order for him to be our teacher, to teach us how to walk in love, again, we must have an intimate relationship with him in love. We talked the first part about um, having um, faith in God versus having the faith of God. And in Romans 3.22, it says, Even the righteousness of God, which is only by faith of Jesus Christ, unto all and upon all them that believe. For there is no difference in Romans three twenty three, this you know, if you're hard on yourself that you don't feel like you're progressing the way you'd like to, you know, don't don't be don't be hard on yourself. This this is a work in progress, and um, you know, verse uh, twenty three says, "For all has sinned and come short of the glory of God." But twenty four says, "Being justified freely." By his grace. Mm-hmm. Amen. Through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. I can remember back as a kid, we'd collect bottles and stuff because we could redeem them for yeah. cash. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Five cents a bottle or something yeah, like that. So, yeah, so we would try to find all those bottles, uh, you know, and get our two cents or three cents or whatever. And um, so, so he redeemed us. We're those bottles that were worthless, you know. He bought and us back. He bought us back. And, um, you know, he redeemed us so that we could be in line and one with the Father. He said, Lord, make them one. Make them one as you and I are one. Yeah. And... That you can't misinterpret that very much, can you? If if he's saying, we all know and accept that Jesus was one with the Father, because Jesus was hundred percent man and a hundred percent God. It's hard for the natural mind to understand that. You have to receive that by the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Right. But if he's saying, okay, Lord, we're one. Now let's make them one with us. 
That was his pray. That was his prayer in John seventeen or yeah. fifteen. Yeah. I mean, if you don't get anything from this broadcast, please get that 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 the Lord wants fellowship with you. You know, when you're one in a marriage, you know, two become one in the flesh. You know, you become one. You're, you know, my wife can can uh, finish my sentences. She, you know, I'll say, you know what I'm thinking right now I'd like to have? And she'll say, uh, oh, a milkshake. And I'll go, yeah, that's it. So when you're one... Yeah, take on the same mind. Yeah, yeah, you'll start thinking the way he thinks. That's what he wants. You'll start reacting to things with love and not anger and frustration and bitterness and all that. You'll forgive a, much, a lot easier. You know, when th- someone does you wrong, you won't hold grudges because you realize that he has taken all your junk and thrown in the sea of forgetfulness. Yeah. Wow. If, if, I, if he's going to do that for me, I need to do that for others. Yeah, you know, Rich, even the Apostle Paul, this should make you feel better out there. <laughs> even the Apostle Paul said, I'm not saying that I've already attained, but I press on to the high calling that's in Christ Jesus. So nobody's sitting here on this microphone right now saying, oh, yeah, we're perfect. You know, sure. We're walking in perfect love. No, you know that would be a flat-out lie. And even the Apostle Paul couldn't honestly make that statement that he was walking in perfection. But he had been to the third heaven, and uh, he had seen some things that he couldn't even talk to the young church about. And these are things, by the way, that I believe God is talking to our church about, because we're 2,000 years on this journey now in this kingdom of God. And I believe that there's a people that's coming to a mature level where God is starting to entrust some of these mysteries and some of these secrets to them. You know, when I when I first got saved, I recall the Lord saying to me, unto you has been given to know the secrets and the mysteries of the kingdom of God. Now, I could have said back on that revelation, so oh, that's great, and then just went on about my own business and lived my own life, thinking, well, you know, I'm out of hell, I'm going to heaven, praise God. But no, I wanted to know what those mysteries were that the Lord was talking about. I wanted to know those secrets because the Lord said in in Psalm 91 that all these promises are to those people that dwell in the secret place of the Most High. So in the days ahead that are coming, concurring what Rich was saying, that there could be some turbulent days ahead, uh, you want to be in that secret place. Mm. You want to be able to hear what God is speaking to your heart, not only for you, by the way, but this is for your family and the people that you'll run into in the marketplace that you can share these things with. Yes. Uh, here's just another definition of faith. Faith, and this is something that, here's a little assignment. I think we can all benefit from this. Faith is a deep inner knowing that that which is sought is already ours for the taking. It is finished. It is fin- It's already ours. It is. But we just, it's hard for us to believe it because it's so wonderful. It's so good. And we're so used to negativity and we're so used to having to work for everything. I'm going to read that again. Faith is a deep inner knowing that that which is sought 
is already ours for the taking. The things we're talking about, the things that Jesus said, and greater things you will do because I go to the Father. He didn't leave us powerless. He didn't leave us defenseless. Orphans. Yeah. Yeah. He empowered us, and on the day of Pentecost, on the day of Pentecost, I mean, you know what happened. The Holy Spirit came in and just, boom, I mean, probably almost knocked people onto the floor physically uh, because the power was so large that Peter went out and started prophesying and speaking to people and one language, but they heard, every one of them heard them in a different language. Get ready for that kind of miraculous to come about in the in the season that we're living in right now. This is the hour of power. And we have to be uh, aware that we've been equipped. We've been given, given the gift that Jesus gave us when he was crucified and buried and raised from the dead because that's us we were right there with him so it's no longer i that liveth it's christ that liveth in me yeah and and paul went on to say and i live by the faith of the son of god he didn't say i live by the faith in the son Although even if he would have said that, that would have been accurate too, Mm -hmm. because the faith that he was operating in was given to him by grace (laughs) uh, from Jesus Christ. So it was his faith. Uh, God's not an Indian giver. Once he gives a gift to you, he will not take it back. Um, But yeah, it's. I always love to say, I always try and interject on every broadcast, Rich, that we are coming from a position of victory. Mm Mm-hmm. We're not trying to obtain this victory. God has already made us victors and not victims. So if you feel like you're a victim right now, I would encourage you to just get quiet, get still before the Lord, and find out exactly what treasure you have in that earthen vessel that the New Testament talks about. And there is a treasure in your earthen vessel and the name is Christ in you, is the treasure. Yeah. You know, he's made us ministers of reconciliation. I mean, he's reconciled the world to himself, and he uses us. I mean, we're here for a purpose. If you're listening to Kingdom Building, you're not just uh, a casual Christian. That's true. So he has called everyone that's listening to this broadcast or podcast to a higher order and that means he's going to require some things of you here in the days to come mm-hmm. you know in Romans 8 uh, I think it's 19 or whatever the whole world is standing on tiptoe the whole world's just waiting and yearning groaning it's groaning sense. for the revealing of the sons and daughters of God yes. who are the sons and daughters of God well you know, those who want to reach those higher levels mm-hmm. and be a part of what God is doing in this hour. Mm-hmm. Amen. There's going to be a lot of people that's going to need you. So mm-hmm. if, if they're going to need you, we need to build us up, build ourselves up in the Holy Ghost. 
And we need to, to have that power and authority that he wants to give us manifest to the outside. Because I think when the sons of God, I, I believe they're being revealed as we speak, but I believe when there's a full manifestation of the revealing of the sons of God, that it's going to set this world on, on edge. I mean, in a good way, not in a bad way. It's going to be good because they're going to come with power and authority to cast out devils to bring healing to the sick to raise the dead um, to help people understand who they are in Christ and who Christ is in them yeah yeah amen rich uh, you know Paul says for we have the ministry of reconciliation like you had mentioned the only thing I'd like to suggest is that before you can be a minister an ambassador of this reconciliation you first must understand that you have been reconciled back to God. Yes. You can't be walking around in guilt and condemnation all the time because that's what you're going to give out. You know, uh, what you say is what you be. And, uh, you know, if you're always talking about, oh, God's going to wipe this planet out, all you're going to be doing, you're not going to be reconciling them to God. You're going to be creating a fear in them where they don't know if they want to be close to God or not. Um, so first we have to understand what a great loving father we have and that only comes through again I can't stress enough personal relationship and that is the message of the hour right now rich God is stressing this personal relationship he wants his people uh, to come into the closet and shut the door and the closet he's talking about is the closet inside of you it's not a physical closet but it's the closet inside of you and when you shut the door he's talking about shut out all these carnal thoughts that you've been walking in all these all this religious error that you have set and listened to and come and become one with me inside and let me reconcile you back to show you what a glorious and loving God I am, and then you will be equipped to go and set creation free. That's the reason why he said, for time has begun for judgment to start at the house of God. But the judgment is when the judgments are in the earth, then God's people learn righteousness, right standing with him. So the judgments are good. The judgments are good. Yeah, I mean, he is a righteous judge. Right. Says so. He's a righteous judge. Right. And uh, a righteous judge is going to do right by those right. he's judging. Right. Amen. <laughs> you know, so take. there's too many people that have the wrong fear of the Lord. Amen. The Amen. fear of the Lord is a reverence, an awe about how powerful and wonderful and loving and caring he is. But there's people out there that are scared to death of God. Because they're afraid that when they, maybe they've been taught this by parents or preachers or whatever, but they're, they're afraid that if they step out of line, God's going to come down and smack them down, that everything they do is being judged by God as, well, I'm going to punish this person or I'm going to be happy with this person. You know, if God says that we are to love our enemies, guess what? Could, could he possibly ask us to do something that he wouldn't do himself? Think about that, yeah. You know, right. 
if if he said love your enemies and forgive everybody, uh, <clears throat> I would think that uh, he would be the leader of that and be the the pattern, so to speak, of how we are to live our lives. You have any last minute thoughts, Jim? Before we uh, close it up, I can read a quick poem here. That'd be great. Okay. A poem that the Lord gave me here most recently uh, goes like this. As we start our journey into practicing his presence and into prayer, the Father will give you a confirmation that his presence will be there. Then we must, through his faith, lean very... Whose faith? Through his faith, (laughs) lean very heavenly on Father's grace to shut the doors of doubt. And his grace and mercy will shut them out. This will enable his wisdom to flow, for his wisdom is what we need to have, for it will separate all the good from the bad. The Father's greatest desire in this present hour is to restore back to us his glorious power. So get into your closets and shut the door, so Father can secure for you his treasure that you have in store. For we have this treasure in jars of clay, and it must come forth in this, the Lord's glorious new day. The NIV translation says in Second Corinthians 4, 7, But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. Yes, yes, yes. Well, we love you, and uh, please keep listening. <laughs>